Welcome to the Real Digital Success Podcast. This is the podcast allergic to everything fake and addicted to everything online, authentic, and real. On this podcast, we discuss the things about online entrepreneurship that don't get talked about a lot, but are essential. I'm your host, Rocher, aka the meticulous marketer, the improbable interviewer, and the practical podcaster. So today we're going to talk about Facebook groups. Uh, because believe it or not, Facebook groups are still a very valuable asset to have that can help you with not only your marketing, but actually making money online. The problem is a lot of people have Facebook groups out there, uh, but they don't know how to get people to engage uh, with each other on the Facebook group. So there are a lot of big Facebook groups out there that basically aren't that active. And uh, by coincidence, I found Lucy Reyes from uh, Newbie and Expert Bloggers Unite, and she has a Facebook group, despite it not being like one of the uh, hugest Facebook groups out there, uh, it's very active. So I thought it would be cool to ask her some questions about starting a Facebook group, how to make money with that, and marketing that. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into the show. Welcome, 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 everybody. I'm here with a new podcast, and uh, I got a treat for you today. Uh, today, I'm here with Lucy Reyes. I hope I'm pronouncing that the right way, by the way. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. Uh, but yeah, uh, she has uh, four websites uh, and a really engaging uh, Facebook group. And uh, that's what I wanted to talk about today. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, I would uh, would love it if you would share uh, who you are and how you got into like blogging, internet marketing, and creating an online Facebook uh, in general. Sure. So my name is Lucy Reyes, as you mentioned. You did pronounce it right. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I run four different blogs in different niches. It kind of started as one lifestyle. And then the more I started learning and, you know, getting really into the blogging and the monetization, I realized that it would be of my best interest to actually separate them out into their own individual blogs so I could really target the different audiences in a different way. And so I have the four blogs. I focus a lot on two and one is more of a niche site that I'm trying to run. Mm -hmm. And I started blogging just <laughs> randomly. Uh, it's almost been a year now. Next month, it will actually be a year. Nice. And it was just me, you know, trying to be like, oh, let me find like, a side hustle to do. Let me just, you know, let me do something on the side. And then that's how I came across blogging. And the more I got into it, and the more I read about it, I was like, whoa, like there's so much that, you know, you can do. There's so much that so much impact that you can make. And so I really got into it. And that's kind of how I got into the Internet marketing. Um, I do have a business background, so it kind of fit right in with, you know, what I was trying to go for anyways. Oh, nice. Uh, so uh, what kind of business did you have beforehand? So I have a business degree in supply chain and um, before the, so I had taken a lot of the marketing classes. Um, it's very business, you know, that business mindset of keeping your costs low, though having to invest, you know, certain things to maximize your revenue and your profits and, and et cetera. So 
Um, so that's what it was. Oh, that's that's really nice because uh, I had uh, a few weeks ago I had a guest and uh, she's all about entrepreneurship and uh, stuff too. And she was talking about the relevance of having a business mindset because a lot mm -hmm. of people lack that when uh, they come into yeah. blogging. So it's very interesting to talk to somebody that has like an actual business background before they came into blogging and not uh, started at the same time and then developed that business mindset uh, while they're blogging. So, yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, no, for sure. I definitely think that it helped having that business background with the blogging because and and then a little side note is my fiance he is a entrepreneur himself he owns his own uh small family business and so i have him as a support system to be like okay you're a business owner now you know there's some things that you have to do and you know so um having that and then him really help build my kind of business support mind system <laughs> Oh, I love it. So this is basically like an uh, entrepreneurial family. I can imagine yeah. that having a lot of advantages because you know each other's struggles uh, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I can be very impatient. So, And he's a very patient person. So it kind of balances out like, okay, you have to wait a little bit. <laughs> oh, nice. That's, uh, that's a real beautiful thing to have. Uh, what I uh, found interesting, because uh, I was basically on the internet and I was looking for uh, uh, interesting Facebook groups, is that I came across uh, uh, your Facebook group. Mm -hmm. And uh, I noticed, uh, in contrary to a lot of very big uh, blogging Facebook groups, that yours had like a lot of engagement. And uh, yeah. I found it very interesting. So how did you get the idea to start a community on Facebook? So it had been something that I had been pondering for a while. Um, so I knew and I had heard, you know, there are so many benefits to starting your own Facebook group. And then, you know, every group has their own rules, right? So there's only so yeah. much that you can do in other people's groups. And so the benefits of having your own group is it's very high. And so I really enjoy all these other groups, all the admins. Um, I'm friends with a lot of the ones with these bigger groups. And so, but in the beginning, I just did a lot of kind of research. You know, I engaged in their groups. I did a lot of the share threads. You know, I was still new. So I did that for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kind of looked to see what I personally liked from all of the groups what I didn't like from the groups. And this is, you know, just personal preference, but then I would also look to see what other groups, you know, what, like if their threads were engaging or if they weren't or what topics they were talking about that would get the most engagement. So I was kind of doing just a lot of research before I actually launched a group. And that, you know, I built up a whole plan, I built up a strategy to be like, okay, this is going to be my group. I'm kind of picking and choosing what I like, what I feel is missing from some of these groups. And then I kind of put it all together into this new packaged group that I was going to launch. And I didn't launch it right away because I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. that I, I did that for about two months. It was like two months of just strategizing and planning. And then from there, I got the courage to finally launched a group and be like okay you know what it's done <laughs> it's gonna go out to the world and let's see what happens yeah that's uh, something i can uh, very much relate to even with this podcast uh, that i'm doing mm -hmm. right now uh, you wouldn't believe how long it took before i actually pressed the <laughs> button <laughs> yeah it's hard <laughs> it's definitely hard 
Yeah, sometimes I've always, or at least always with these kinds of things, I always think like the moment you press the button to upload it, that's when you uh, often realize that you've probably done it like a few weeks too late or later than you should have had. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I was interested, uh, or at least uh, I had a question because I've seen a lot mm -hmm. of people uh, create Facebook groups and they just put their name and put some content on there. Uh, but I've never really had that conversation with people about promoting uh, a mm -hmm. Facebook group. So how would you, uh, how do you, how did you actually go about uh, promoting mm -hmm. your Facebook group? So in the beginning was a lot different than it is now. Um, you know, in the beginning, it's a new group. So literally no one knows about yeah. your group. And at the time, I was still fairly new. And so I was still kind of building up my own name, you know, as a blogger and as someone who could teach others on how to blog, you know, the what I have learned so far as well. Mm -hmm. And so I really had to get my name out there. Um, I started by just writing a blog post um, on my group, you know, just sharing all the benefits that people would get. Um, from joining my group, what made it different from the other groups. And then I also did like a quick Facebook search to kind of be find other bloggers that might be interested. And I did have to send kind of a few direct messages to some people. I stayed away from finding people in other groups, mm -hmm. because that's usually against <laughs> the admins roles yeah. in other groups. So I would just do a Facebook search like bloggers, and whoever had actively, you know, a blogger, a job title or something, they would normally pop up. And so I would message them. And so I did a lot of that in the beginning. And now it's became more of a passive type of promotion where it's in every single blog post that I write. It's on my homepage. It's on my sidebar. And it's also at the bottom of all of my emails. It's in my welcome email series. So it's kind of all automated at this point and word of mouth. Yeah. But in the beginning, it's a lot more <laughs> that had to be done. Yeah. So basically, you started with a lot of outreach and making your own content uh, through your blog. And then afterwards, it became a bit more passive. Because, uh, uh, yeah, I can confirm about the word of mouth uh, thing. Because uh, basically, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he was already in your group. And he told me about your group. Uh, mm. But uh, back then, I didn't. Uh, immediately search it up but then I found you through uh, another group from uh, uh, Amira from uh, SL Gura and mm -hmm. there I saw you and then I started clicking and then I saw your Facebook group and I was like oh this Facebook group is actually pretty nice especially for <laughs> promoting your uh, blog posts and everything yeah well, that's good to hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, I was wondering right uh, because uh, a lot of the listeners they uh uh, don't probably won't know your Facebook group or they do. Uh, but for those that don't, uh, what exactly is on there that makes uh, people engage and active on the Facebook group? So how did yeah. you get people to engage uh, on the Facebook group? So in the beginning, so I kind of did like a pre-launch in the group and the group name is Newbie and Expert Bloggers Unite. I'm not sure if we covered that. Yes. Um, but in the beginning, it was like a pre-launch where I, I knew off the bat, if I have 10 people in my group and I start share threads right away, it's not, it, the engagement is already going to be low, you know, because I only have 10 people or 20 people and, you know, 
share threads take a while <laughs> to mm -hmm. do, you know, your reciprocation. So you want to do the ones where you're going to get the most, you know, engagement back. And so what I didn't do was start the share threads right away. And this is very specific to a blogging group because other mm -hmm. niches don't really have um, share threads like blogging groups do. But I started the first week, I don't remember if it was one or two weeks, I kind of started with other type of engagement threads, like, okay, it's a new group, thank you so much for joining me, you know, like, let me know where you're from. And it was more of just engagement type of questions to get yeah. people to be able to answer without expecting, you know, someone to be like, oh, you didn't share my blog post, or I didn't get my two shares back. Um, so it was a lot of that in the first weeks and I let them know, okay, next week, I'm going to start the share threads in a few days. I'm going to start the share threads to kind of let them know like, okay, we're going to start them on Monday. Here's the schedule. So I think that really helped in the beginning because I, I, I really don't remember, but by the first week, I think I already had a hundred members and I was like, oh, okay, nice. I think that's enough to be able to launch <laughs> the share threads and, and since I had a pre-launch period, it kind of helped them build up to be like, okay, I'm gonna come back for the share thread and be ready. Uh, nice. So you had like this uh, warm-up stage uh, for the people that were on there, and then uh, after, and then you basically announced the share threads. Uh, mm -hmm. It's it's it, I I think it's really interesting because it reminds me of, uh, uh, for example, development of uh, certain apps uh, on mm -hmm. mobile because. Uh, you have a lot of apps that don't work without having that engagement uh, first mm -hmm. because they need each other mm -hmm. uh, to engage. Because, for example, uh, a few years ago, I uh, uh, created this app and it was basically for uh, entrepreneurs to barter uh, each other's services so they don't have to pay for that. But if they're not, if there aren't people on there, you can't really launch it like that. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I really, uh, so when I hear that process, uh, what you are talking about, uh, I can really uh, relate to that. And it's a very interesting process. Uh, what I do find, in, uh, what I am curious about is uh, if you're, if you're doing that and you're uh, sending all these messages and you're doing outreach, uh, how much time did you spend uh, weekly on the Facebook group? And is there a difference in comparison uh, to now and when you started uh, when it comes to how much time you spend on it? Yes, for sure. So in the beginning, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. I'm really in there trying to make sure that the engagement is high. And, you know, once the engagement is going in the beginning, then as long as people see engaging, then more people become engaging. So then it becomes kind of like this cycle of, okay, I'm coming to this group because it's already engaging. And, and, you know, it was a smaller group. So people kind of knew each other. It was kind of hard to not follow the rules because we only had a few people in the group. And so, but that kind of just triggered the whole cycle. But in the beginning, like you said, it was a lot of outreach. So uh, time-wise, I spent a couple hours uh, in the group as well and then getting the share threads and trying to really keep engagement so you know if there was a day where I would see engagement levels were dropping then I would pop in a question or a poll to kind of get people back into the group uh, and now it's kind of a little bit less you know all I really do is answer questions um, I schedule the threads every week it takes me about 30 minutes 
I'm actually moving to an automated scheduler. So that would be even less time that I'll oh, have nice. to spend in the group now. Um, but really the, the time that I spend now in the group, it's mostly to answer questions. Um, I do have a small team that helps me keep track of any rule breakers that we have because I am quick to let people go. <laughs> I, I was also very picky and I guess that really helped with the engagement with who I let into the group. I think since I launched it in April, I've <laughs> declined over 500 requests. Oh, wow. Because people weren't answering the questions that I have, you know, to enter the group. And to me, that's a sign that you're either not going to be engaging or you're already a rule breaker, you know, because you don't care to even answer my first questions. Uh, and yeah. I can't confirm that you're a blogger because you're not answering my questions, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, I think it's important to be picky with who you let into your group too. And so that, that kind of takes a little bit of time, but I do have a few people that help me keep track of monitoring the group. And, you know, if we see a bunch of rule breakers, then we'll have to let them out of the group. I really like it. So it's, it's you, you basically by qualifying people uh, at the first stage, you can uh, basically control what kind of culture there actually is in the Facebook group. Very interesting. Yes, exactly. And it's funny because I've seen some people that I have personally rejected from the group and then I'll go to other groups and I see them and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're a spammer. You know, and then they start spamming the group, you know, because I see it or, you know, whatever in these other groups. But yeah, it's like a pre-qualification because it does help with engagement and then keeping, you know, spam at its lowest yeah, yeah. Then uh, just for clarification, uh, because uh, uh, I'm personally from the Netherlands and we have uh, all kinds of other people from other countries listening mm -hmm. in. Uh, could you briefly uh, explain what a share thread is uh, for those that might be interested in uh, creating a Facebook group? Yeah, so the share threads is pretty much like a promotion piece that allows your members to content. So, you know, for bloggers, yeah, I'm allowing share threads every day where I have a specific topic per day. You know, today's was a blog post. So if you have a website and you have a blog post, then you have, you're able to share a link to a particular blog post that you want engagement on, whether it's for it to be shared or to be commented on. And then there's a reciprocation rule. So if you leave your link, then you must reciprocate in my group, it's with three others. And so that kind of helps everyone keep, um, keep up with the, you know, what the rules are and then allowing them to get something back. Yes, nice. Then uh, I have a question for you because uh, you've created this Facebook group and it has a lot of engagement, uh, but how exactly does it help you with your uh, entrepreneurial endeavors with uh, your other Facebook when it comes to like marketing and monetizing? Yeah, so since it's my group, <laughs> I get to promote my content. It's kind of, you know, I get to put in the announcements, I get to share whatever promotions I have going on or any new blog posts that I have. Um, I do allow some sort of outside of the threads promotions with other with the other members, but mostly um, if someone's answer or if someone's asking a question, then I can go in there, answer it. And if I have a supporting blog post, then I can link to that directly. Um, so it kind of helps with that. 
and then you know I can post whenever I have a promotion you know I have it as the announcements and unlike email where it's kind of hitting their inbox this is just on social media so I can post as much as I want and not really annoy people with it but if they happen to go into the group and see or if they're scrolling then they'll see whatever promotion that I have going on and so I think having the Facebook group, though, really helped get my name out there. You know, people knew, started to know who I was. They knew me a lot by the Facebook group that I had. And then by really showing up for my group and answering questions when people had it. And, you know, it's, it's not always about promoting my content either. Mm-hmm. You know, I always give a lot of free advice, especially if I don't have something to support it, then I'll have like three paragraphs as my answer. (laughs) And people would be like, this is why I ask my questions in this group. Because you try, you know, you try to give as much value as you can, even though I'm not like, okay, here, buy something. And so it kind of naturally helped when I did have something to sell for people to already know, okay, she gives free valuable information I can imagine what she'll give, you know, in a paid product or in this blog post that she wants us to share. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a really nice uh, why. Uh, and very interesting because it's basically like uh, interactive email marketing. And uh, I knew about uh, some of the advantages of a Facebook group, but I never saw it from that perspective. Like, uh, in, so like you're not, in a way it's impossible to spam or be viewed as a spammer uh, because you're posting things on the Facebook group and there's just an enormous amount of value that you give not only with the threads but like uh, helping others with their questions and it's cool that everybody gets to see that because just like you said that uh, uh, word of mouth uh, is a lot beneficial for you I can imagine that a lot of people in the Facebook group will do the exact same thing when they see you answer uh, all the questions on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I was uh, I was uh, wondering, right? Uh, is there a specific end goal that you're trying to achieve uh, with the Facebook group? Um. So I don't think that I have like a specific end goal with the group. Um, I think it's mostly like a continuous goal. So as the group continues to grow, the engagement sometimes tends to drop because there's more people, you know, more people are actually answering the questions. So they pass like that first initial test Mm. and then they come in and they're probably just either scoping it out or they are already part of so many other groups. And so it's really as the group grows, I really just want to continue to be able to have that engagement high. I know in the beginning too, when it was a smaller group and since the group was kind of just starting, I was able to get a lot of input from people. So if I saw something wasn't working, I was like, hey, I'm thinking about switching this up. What do you think? And it was very small. So, you know, the first members that I had in the group really helped me shape it to what it is right now by telling me, no, I prefer this or I prefer that. But with a bigger group, it's a lot harder to do that. Uh, yeah. um, so my ultimate, you know, continuous goal is just to be able to continue to keep engagement high as the group continues to grow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Then I understand that. It's a nice goal. Then uh, I have a question because what do you consider the best or the most fun part uh, about having an online community on Facebook? Mm. 
I think it's the connection. <laughs> so there's so many people in there that I that started with me from the beginning of the group. And now a few months later, you know, they're launching their own courses and they're launching their own ebooks. And I kind of got to see that whole process. And so it's super cool being able to see, you know, people grow. And then a lot of them know, you know, I'm still growing with them. You know, I'm not a blogger that's been blogging for 35 years or 10 years, you know, and I'm very honest about that with my group. But what I know, I know what I don't know, I don't know. And so I'm kind of learning right there with them. And I'm also seeing their growth in the process. And so especially the ones, the members that are active, I notice them right? Because they're always answering questions, or they're always asking questions, or they're always participating in some thread. So I notice versus the ones who aren't active, I can't notice you because you're not active. So if you are one of those active members, and I kind of see you grow, and see, you know, where you started and where you are now, and having like a sense of community, I'm hoping that we can continue that as the group continues to grow. But I really think that that's like the best part. Like my favorite share thread is the on Fridays, there's a share win uh, share thread that I have. It's a non-promotional share thread. It's just, you know, share what, you know, something good that you that happened this week, you know, so it's cheers to blogging. So my whole thing is there's always something to be cheerful for. There's always something to cheers to. And so that's what that thread is really about. I literally go through every single comment because I love seeing what people are growing with and what they, you know, what they were able to accomplish that week. And so that's the thread that really kind of helps me be like, okay, you've accomplished a lot <laughs> in these past few weeks. Like you got so many sponsored posts, like you're on a roll. Oh my gosh, you went from drafting your ebook to publishing your ebook. That's awesome. So I really think it's that like I love that piece of it uh, I think a lot of people underestimate uh, threads like that uh, because a lot of people are really uh, just on a one-track mind about how can I get visitors to my website how can I make money and all that kind of stuff uh, but they don't realize that threads like this have a lot of value especially when it comes to blogging because it takes a while before you get some traction and it can sometimes be uh, uh, have a deflating feeling if you're not getting those uh, results in the beginning. So I I can imagine like threads like these uh, make you realize that you can be grateful for a lot of things, even though you don't see them immediately. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. Even the smallest ones make a big impact. So, you know, you went from a hundred page views to 150 like you're going in the right direction so any in blogging any little win is a big one because like you said there it takes a long time to get traction on a lot of things oh uh, yeah it's 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 crazy i remember in the beginning uh, i made sure to make like a lot of uh, process oriented goals instead of uh, results oriented goals because i knew it was going to be like a very long ride so like things like how many uh, pages you made in a certain span of time or uh, maybe something like uh, new places where you were able to share and that kind of stuff instead of just looking just at how many yeah. uh, people are looking at your website or how much money you are making so I think yeah. it's really interesting because threads like yours uh, especially when you see other people uh, what they've achieved uh, okay really puts into perspective what you can be grateful for 
even if you don't realize it immediately. Yeah, for sure. No, that's one thing that I'm very big on. And that's something that I do cover in one of the one of the ebooks that I have is, you know, you cannot compare yourself to others and you have to think of what's going to work for you. You know, every single person has different circumstances in their life that, you know, I'm, I know there's other bloggers that have been blogging less time that I have and are more, you know, either making more money or have more blog traffic. But that doesn't mean that I'm not doing good. And that's the same thing for other people, right? And, you know, it, I know it's so hard to not compare yourself to people, but yeah. like you just cannot do it. Like you have to focus on yourself, what you yourself can accomplish, you know, what you have the time to do, what your goals are. You know, like some people, like you said, their goal is result oriented as I want to hit this many blog views by X amount of time. But to me, it was like, I don't have <laughs> high, ridiculous traffic. Like, I don't. And it's not something that I, you know, I don't tell people like, oh, I have lots of traffic because I don't. What I do have is the traffic that I have and I'm able to kind of talk to those people. And that's what my strategy has been and make money off of that. Um, but, you know, everyone has a different strategy and a different plan and different goals. And you really just need to focus on what what's going to be yours yeah because uh from from what i've gathered you also have an ebook that goes into these strategies uh could you talk a little bit about that ebook yeah so it's uh exclusive blogging uh strategy secrets and myth revealed ebook and so it's pretty much you know the whole first section is specific strategies that i have used to help me grow my blogs faster and start making money faster and so early on um i wasn't one of those bloggers you know i haven't hit my year yet i'll you know be hitting my year next month but i'm not i haven't made a hundred thousand dollars for my blog and so i think it's a little bit more realistic to what people can actually achieve if you have a good strategy in place and, and then from there it kind of goes into the whole um, piece of you know you're feeling overwhelmed because there's so much to do and then there's you know, some millionaire bloggers that are telling you that you have to be on Facebook, you have to be on Instagram, you have yeah. to be on Pinterest. <laughs> and it's like, no, like, no, you don't. Like you are one person. You cannot be everywhere at all times. You know, and if I'm doing a little bit of here, doing a little bit there, then it's not going to work because you're not even learning the one platform that always changes algorithms. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really about, how you can really focus your energy on the tasks that are really going to help make a real impact based on what you want to achieve. What you want to achieve is not what others want to achieve. You know, what I want to achieve isn't what you want to achieve, you know? And so you have to know what your goal is, what you're really trying to achieve. And like you said, it goes more than I want 10,000 blog views within six months. Like it's way deeper than that. And then you have to take steps to help you get there. Even if you're not, if even if you leave your Twitter inactive for a few months, right? Because is that really going to help you with your goal? Or for me, you know, I did do that. I did, I was everywhere. I was on every single social media platform. And now I haven't posted in my Instagram account for, I don't know how many months <laughs> because it's like, okay, 
Instagram is going to get me sponsored posts, you know, to become an influencer. But personally, that's not what I want to do, at least not right now. So I really shouldn't be focusing on Instagram right now. But if you want to get sponsored posts and get paid to take pictures and post on Instagram, then you need to focus on Instagram, yeah. right? And so it, the, the ebook is really about helping you figure out what's going to be best for you and what steps you need to take to help you get there. I think ebooks like these are very valuable because they are very situational uh, instead of just having this one, uh, yeah, basically cookie cutter way of doing it. Because you're right, there are a lot of uh, influencers and uh, like a lot of big bloggers talking about one specific way how to do things. While there are uh, millions of ways how you can succeed uh, and they don't necessarily have to be in that particular direction. So I really, I really appreciate that you have like a product here that gives a realistic feel uh, about about eBooks because that's basically what my website, Real Digital Success, is also all about. Is just giving that realistic, realistic feel about how you can do things. So uh, it's it's really nice to see that there are a lot of products still out there uh, that are basically uh, focusing on letting people actually succeed in comparison to just trying to get uh, some money out of the customers and just give them a cookie cutter way that in a lot of ways probably isn't sustainable. Right. So uh, I have a, what I was wondering, right? Because you're, you're now in your first year of uh, basically blogging and having this online community. Uh, where do you see yourself in 10 years? <laughs> well, I would hope to have a much larger team <laughs> in 10 years to help me run all my blogs. Um, that's for sure. And then, you know, I hope to continue growing my group. I actually just launched a second group for my working mom blog. And so oh, nice. I'm focusing right now on building that one up. And so I'm hoping in 10 years, you know, I have these four successful blogs that I'm running. Um, I have a team that's really helping me because the bigger my audience gets, you know, it does get a little bit harder for me to be able to respond to everybody and, you know, all these emails that, that come in. And so um, I really just want to be able to have a little bit more time to really focus on being with my audience so having a team that helps with like those administrative tasks that I don't really need to handle myself so that way I can actually talk to people and respond to people and build and create more products that will really that will really help you that's a, that's a nice goal to have it's it, it's still <laughs> it's still mind-blowing for me that you have four different blocks it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like, where do you find the time to just... Yeah, I time block a lot. <laughs> I have to do a lot of time blocking. Yeah, because when I think about like my own my own blog and that kind of stuff, there's so much time in it. So I really respect people that have like multiple blocks that the, or multiple blocks that they're working on and everything. But as you, uh, but as you said, from what I understand, you do have a little team uh, around you at the moment. Is that true? So I have a team for the Facebook group that kind of helps me moderate the group. And then I have one Pinterest manager that helps with one of my Pinterest accounts. And so just like I said, you know, like you don't have to be everywhere 
for anything, that's the same process that I have for my blog. So they're all different niches. I'm not in the same places in all of them. And I'm not going to be. (laughs) So (laughs) each one of them has a, a different and unique strategy. And so right now I have one, I'm hoping to help get someone else uh, next year. So we'll see, fingers crossed. <laughs> nice, I'm rooting for you. Then uh, <laughs> then I, uh, as to wrap this up, uh, since this uh, is the real Digital Success Podcast and we always talk about uh, giving people a most realistic feel uh, about uh, everything containing blogging, online marketing, online entrepreneurship, uh, is there anything uh, you're of the opinion that doesn't get talked about enough uh, when it comes to, for example, creating an online community or online marketing or something in that vein? Yeah, it's really the strategy piece, which is why I had created the ebook is, you know, people, there's so many how to start a blog courses, how to start a blog, this and that, but then you know, it's more to that. And then every, like, like you said, everyone's giving you a cookie cutter, you know, do this and do that. And I have a free, I actually have a free strategy challenge where it kind of tells you like, these are all the mistakes that people are telling you that you're making as a beginner blogger. You don't have, you know, you're not not self-hosted, you're not, uh, you launched before you had 20 blog posts, like there's so many mistakes, but no one really talks about the strategy involved. So it's, you know, taking a step back, you launched your blog at now what, you know, you don't have to be everywhere, you don't have to do everything, you can achieve more by doing less. That's what I say all the time. You know, you can achieve more by doing less, you have to have the right mindset. And all of that, I think, plays a huge part in how successful you're going to be. You know, we talked about in the beginning, you have to have a business mindset, but you also have to believe in yourself. Excuse me. You have to believe in yourself that you can do it, that you're a business owner, because if you don't, then how can you expect others to do it for you? Right. Yeah. And then strategy, like you have to have a plan. You can't just jump in and do nothing or not know what to do because you're going to get easily overwhelmed with everything that there is to do with blogging and so if you have a strategy and you know how to tackle it you know like maybe you start out with Pinterest maybe you want to focus on growing your email list or you know like one of my blogs I'm not going to have any of that (laughs) like I'm not going to have any social media at least for a while um, because that's not going to be my strategy for that site so it's really figuring out what you want to achieve and how you want to achieve it Yes, you can make money blogging, but there's so many different ways that you can make money blogging. So you have to figure out which way that's going to be for you. So I really think it's the mindset and the strategy piece that for anything, it doesn't get talked about enough or it gets mentioned, but it's actually like a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, I I really agree with that because uh, uh, it kind of reminds me of when I started blogging in the beginning. Uh, because uh, I uh, I consider myself a very hard worker. It's like if I if I believe in something, I can just work on 10, 12 hours, uh, 14, 15 hours a day straight yeah. without any problems. <laughs> but I remember in the beginning, I was so stubborn. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have any training. I didn't have any strategy. I was just uh-huh. typing like 24-7 the entire time. And then after a while, you start to notice like, okay, this 
first of all, it isn't sustainable, even though you're stubborn enough to think it is. And second, you're not <laughs> getting anywhere because you, you don't know what you're doing. So yeah. <laughs> I, I, I fully agree with you. Like stra strategy is everything. It, it mm -hmm. really prevents you from spreading yourself out to thin. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just basically burning yourself out. Yeah. And then not even getting any results from it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's having it. a strategy really helps you know what to focus on. So. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. So, yeah, that's uh, all for it for uh, today. It was really nice uh, to have you on today, Lucy. And, and I hope we can do this again soon. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And for the people uh, that might be interested uh, in your ebook or uh, your Facebook or your blog, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so you can find me over on my Facebook group at Newbie and Expert Bloggers Unite. Uh, my blog is Cheers to Blogging. And you can also find my Facebook group and all of my courses, my ebooks, and my free challenges on there. Okay, then uh, what I will do is also put some links to all those places uh, in the podcast page. Uh, so for anybody listening and that's interested, uh, in not uh, basically being as stubborn as I am and just <laughs> <laughs> work the right way. Uh, I will have the links there for you so you can find them. So yeah, thanks for being on. Uh, I really appreciate it. And uh, I hope we can talk soon. Awesome. Thank you so much. Have an awesome one. So that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more from Lucy, you can go to cheers2blogging.com. Uh, that's one of her, basically her main blog. Uh, also, if you're interested in looking at her Facebook group, uh, the same Facebook group we've been talking about for the last 40 minutes, uh, it's called Newbie and Expert Bloggers Unite. So you can basically just type that into your Facebook search bar and it will appear. And uh, also, if you are interested in uh, looking at her ebook and learning how to uh, create a successful blog, uh, you can go to cheers2blogging.com slash ebms and you can get there. So if you uh, want to find all these links at one place, I have created a uh, podcast episode page uh, for it on realdigitalsuccess.com. Just go to the podcast uh, area uh, on my website and uh, there at episode 10, I have an area that's called Cool Resources from Lucy. And there uh, will be all the links. So yeah, that's all I have to say for today. This is the podcast allergic to everything fake and addicted to everything online, authentic and real. This was an episode of the Real Digital Success Podcast. Peace. <laughs>